noise suppression. Yeah, free speech suppression, more like it. Free speech suppression. They, you can't, you can't even sing zippity doo dah anymore. Yeah. What, what is what is the why are they? I I was asking you this off mic, and now I'm asking you it on mic. Why would they cancel my Disneyland ride? Because <laughs> uh, they got to get that Princess and the Frog ride in. Mm. Okay, I see. I see their angle. They're 100 percent correct. Princess they, and the Frog. They, they said, uh, "What's a movie even fewer people think about than Song of the South?" What's your yeah right yeah what's something that people well it's something that is probably even harder to get a copy of yeah <laughs> yeah it's like a, harder to find a physical copy of <laughs> so wait I put the cloud lifter and shit but now like my levels are almost too loud um we're new we're new to this and and we're and we're grew to this that's right grew I'm, I'm doing a minions reference yeah no uh we're evil and we have a, a bunch of tiny yellow friends i think they should use that in a poster if they haven't yet we're grew to this as sort of like a, a baby minions yeah like um, a, i think they did a grew origin story movie but they could just do another or, one well they do they did baby grew but we need baby minions because i obviously everyone interprets the minions as like canonically like 45 yeah, right. they're actually hundreds and hundreds of years old. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, they're like ancient beings, right? So we need baby minions, and then we're Gru to this. Yeah, even though Gru wouldn't be in the movie because he wasn't born for thousands of years. R- right. Well, I, I, I view Gru like um, like Link, you know, it's sort of an eternal figure that reappears throughout history. <laughs> so history in the world of the minions is filled with Gru and minions. <laughs> they're Yeah. It's Minions asks, what would our world be it, like if it had always grew and always Minions? The eternal war of angels and demons. And and you know what? We're just right smack dab in the middle. Yeah, uh, that's a good segue to a small video game thing is that a, is that Diablo 4 season starts soon. Oh, OK. Are you, are you are you going to play it? Are you jazzed? Are you pumped? I've been too busy to finish the campaign. Yeah. Say, well. Sort of the same. I, I've been trying to finish Final Fantasy 16 before I get back to it. Um, although I did do a little bit yesterday and try the necro- the Necromancer, and the Necromancer is really good. Is that a... But that's been around, right? Yeah. I just haven't tried it yeah, yet. Yeah. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's... What I, I guess what I'm liking about Diablo is in, in the rotation, to, it's like I, a game I want to play when I like really don't want to think at all. Yeah. It's kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum from like your your Tears of the Kingdom um, or something like that, where I have to like solve puzzles and shit. Uh, Devil Force is just like brainless kind of fun. And it's like the highest quality version on the market right now of like that kind of game. Um, but it's still like it's not interesting you can't zoom in on your character so i don't care about the gear you can't this story is trash and so i'm not really invested in the world so it is really just like it, it might as well have no story because i'm playing it like there isn't one i actually i actually like the story not as much as i sometimes do 
But I like that the story is like basically just like this crazy family drama. Like every single arc of that game is someone being mad at their son or like mad at their mom. I know. And that's why my brain just turns off. It's like the same conflict every time. <laughs> I know, but it's so funny that like every single like these all these characters who are like who are like, I have the power to crush a soul between my fingers. But my mommy was mean to me and I'm having a bad time. Yeah. It's Very just a funny yeah. dynamic to me. Yeah, the village drama. I don't care. Big who cares for me. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. People are mad. I guess that like, I guess like you have to start over again. And like, I haven't even finished it the first time. And I never like that you have to start over in these games. So I, I don't know. Um, it's, it's, I don't like it. I think it's dumb, but I feel like it's silly to be mad about it because that's like been the deal for the seasons forever. I think that Diablo 4, though, went like so. First of all, it's been like almost a decade since the last yeah, I mean, that's, one. That's so there's going to be a lot changes. of players. Well, no, no, no. But there's going to be a lot of players who have never played a Diablo game before. Uh, like, yeah. I, it's, it's, been a, it's been a decade. Uh, and then on top of that, it's um, it's it's not something that they like explained at the top um of of the game like when people started so i do think there is like a lot of uh there's a decent reason to be like miffed and i think if anything you know it just hurts them because people are just gonna not play yeah i think that's right um it is a bit frustrating in that way that that there is like a whole new audience for the game and a shitload of people who are just popping in for the first time are just gonna have to run into like Here's the weird way Diablo works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's been a lot of discourse between like Diablo, like people saying like Diablo is already failed or over and, or, and just people talking about like games, like having like a really high player amount at, when they release and then it dropping off. And it's like, yeah, that's fucking every game. Like everyone plays it when they first buy it and then a month later it falls off like people are always trying to use this as like some sort of like metric and it's just like yeah that's like everything yeah it's they're saying that with final fantasies especially now that you can get digital copies of things right like everyone can just get the game that if the people are if people are going to buy the game at full price they just do it like the instant it comes out yeah and then like that's it (laughs) Yeah, so that's my that's my idea. That's that's how I feel about Diablo Four. It's good. It's good, mindless fun. But you know, in fact, so mindless that yesterday a friend of mine was having like a shitty day, so I mm -hmm. went to their house and we just like talked about their bad time while playing Diablo Four and like just cruised through several quests, like while just like talking about something totally different the entire time. Yeah, they should. uh, They should. You know, maybe if uh, if Jonah Hill had played Diablo four with his ex, maybe they could have come to a more amicable ending. It's true. That's a great that's a great point. I think it's I think it's going to be the point of the episode. OK, well, I'm going to I'll bring it, it back. I'll bring it back. It early. Theme. <laughs> um, well, what else is up? How are you doing? I'm doing good. You know, uh, did, you see, did you see what I just DM'd I was, you on Twitter? Uh, yep. I was looking for a segue to that. That is. I, was some... to, I wanted to open with that. I'm really, right. I got I got a lot of questions for you. Well, speaking of religion, tell the people about the thing you sent me on Twitter. I think it's your I think it's your place. To, I, I think that's as fair. The, that's fair. As, as, the, as, as the resident as the, Jewish person. As the prime suspect of the story, I think it's your your story to tell. Okay, so Griffin sent me an article 
Mm-hmm. And the headline of the article. Yeah. I'll just read the headline. RFK Jr. says COVID was ethnically targeted to spare Jews. Um, he was ha- he's having a he's having a, a Call of Duty Black Ops lobby moment. Yeah, this is something you would hear in a lobby of a of a Call of Duty game from like somewhere between like 2008 to 2018. Yeah, um, this is correct. So if you want, I mean, first my that's my first uh, is a gaming podcast. That's my first take. It's you know, at- it's extremely gamer stuff. It's it, it's gamery. And, and, you know, that people say, you know, yeah, it's just the headline. Well, don't worry. It's just as bad. The whole article. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't seen the whole article yet, but um, I'd love to. Yeah. So you're so, uh, you know, uh, this uh, this <laughs> brave Democratic primary candidate. He's got a lot of scientific facts and he's got a new one. He's kind of like if uh, he's like if uh, he's like if Bill Nye. Um, was some sort of, yeah, gamer, I guess. Well, it's like, it's very gamery to me in the specific sense. More like Bill Lie. Nice. Got it. Got his ass. It's very gamer to me in the specific sense that it's a thing that makes no sense, but you could imagine it being the plot of like a shitty sci-fi video game where it's like, <laughs> where it's like a disease was invented, but it spared all these villains. Oh, and now you've got to, now you've got to, you and the remaining survivors got to take over the world. Yeah. So apparently his take is that it, 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 it targets uh, young black and Latino uh, people, but it, it spares Chinese and Jewish people. Okay. That's, 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 that's what he's, that's what, that's the, that's what broke the internet. Yeah. So a couple of notes. I have, a, I have a few notes on, few on notes. this one. So this is more, and these are, yeah, these aren't critiques. These are punch-ups, right? Yeah, I, I want him to think about this. Um, uh, a lot of, I, my whole family got COVID and we're all Jewish. Right. So are, are, are maybe you're not Jewish then. Have you, maybe this is a huge bombshell moment. Well, it could be a huge bombshell moment. It would be very confusing. <laughs> um, if that were the case. I think I think he's got to kind of um, I think he's kind of got to hone it in. I think the problem he's got to hone it in. He's got think, it, it, he's he's if took an FF he's got all the wrong icon powers and he's not using them at the right, right times to give a Final Fantasy 16 analogy cuz yeah. he's a gamer. He's only going to understand he's doing gamer racism. He, we have to give him gamer logic, okay? Yeah. So like I think instead of he should have said what, yeah, I, what he should have what, said. What I would have said if I was RFK Jr. is uh, I heard this from a guy. There's a group of powerful people, yes. mostly Chinese and Jewish, okay. that COVID was designed to spare. Sure. Right? So it's not all Chinese and Jewish people. Oh, just the rich ones. It's just like, well, there's like some cabal of them. Who know, You know, they could be rich. Oh, poor, so, okay. you know, there's, just uh, like, there's just some section. It's not all of them. It could be. It could be a very small minority, minority of a minority. That's what my. Yeah. That's what Minority Report was about, right? Yes. <laughs> because that that way, if he said that, right? If he said that, a uh, normal thing that makes sense. Um, you you could sort of say, okay, well, you know, I know some Chinese people who got COVID. I know, I know a lot of Jewish people who got COVID. 
Right. It must be the and, other. It must be the other ones. And I feel like typical anti-Semitism is that Jewish people are sickly, but this is the opposite. This is this is you guys are impervious. Yeah. It um. It reminds me of. I think I might have told you about this joke. It reminds me of that joke from like the during the during the Holocaust um, that Jewish people used to tell, where there's like a Jewish guy is reading. Der Sturmer, the Nazi newspaper, and another Jewish guy sees him reading it and is like, why are you reading that? It's like such a horrible anti-Semitic rag. And the guy's like, no, this this newspaper rules. And this newspaper, we own all the banks and we're the richest people in the city. And things are going amazing for us in this newspaper. I love it. It's a wonderful little fantasy. That's mm-hmm. sort of like, that's what this is, right? This world where like Jews don't get sick. Right. And as, as a Jewish person with a tummy ache, like that's a fantasy mm-hmm. that I'd love to sort of live. That's right. And, and folks, that's why he's the best shot we have this presidential cycle. And that's why we should all use our our gamer racism and put it into a spirit bomb for RFK Jr., the 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 weirdest guy on, on, on the on the field. Yeah, he's um. He's really going for it in terms of being a freak. Yeah, yeah. In a way that is like admirable is the wrong word, obviously. Sure, sure, sure. Um, it is impressive, I guess. Like he's he's really I don't know. Well, I feel like this is not this is one of those elections, I think, where uh we don't have quite as many absolute weirdos in the field uh-huh. as in the past. Cause it's a lot of people trying to be you got DeSantis and Trump, and then a lot of people trying to be normal to distinguish themselves from that. Oh yeah, you got to just you got to separate the sides out here. I, yeah. I feel like in terms of the Democratic side, these this is the this is the weirdest guy we've had in a minute. Yes, yes, that is true. I mean, first of all, his he goes he goes by Junior. That's that's already out there. But, <laughs> yeah, um, it's pretty out there stuff. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you're you're not wrong. He's um, well, I mean, he gives yeah. off a pheromone. He gives us he gives off a pheromone to like people that are like middle aged and want to feel like rebels again. That's, well, it's that combined with like not not middle aged. They're older than middle aged. Yeah, too. they're like boomer zone. They're three quarter age. No, boomers are like dead now. I feel like Gen X is like old. Um, I feel like millennials are just entering middle age. So I feel like Gen X is most of the middle age territory. And then boomer is like almost all the. What's the what's the youngest boomer? I don't say they're probably in their 60s. They're probably all past middle age in their 60s. No, that would make our, that would make our parents boomers. Our parents aren't boomers. Our parents are Gen X. My parents are boomers. My parents are in their 70s. My parents are old. Oh, OK. Well, well. Imagine, imagine if you had, you know. Imagine if I had younger parents. Okay, let me think. About this. <laughs> imagine if you had non-Jewish younger parents. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that would be pretty. Di- that would, you're, you are right. That would be pretty different. Um, <laughs> that would. I, I gotta admit, it would be a different situation. Yeah. Well, the funny thing, I think this. I think what's going on right now is like this is another big like. What does the internet really mean to the world? Because like, yeah, like. This RFK guy is getting so much internet traction. He's like inescapable, but like it, he's gone down in the polls since his announcement. Like it's not translating to uh, real world uh, like voters, not just like the people who like are on Twitter and are just obsessed 
obsessed with the issue and it is the only single issue thing that motivates them because it makes them feel like they've unlocked the matrix and makes them feel like true rebels without like having to really put any effort into anything yeah um but like so it's like people are like oh well he's got a real shot and it's like every time he opens his mouth real voters don't like it well, I mean, I think it's a lot of it's like Kennedy stuff, right? Like, yeah, there's like a that. whole like he he busted on the scene. He was like, by the way, in case you forgot, there actually is another Kennedy lying around. <laughs> who's, he's at, who's out there. Um, it's me, Robert. And everyone's like, OK, like we, we love to see a Kennedy. OK. And then there's got to like, be at least like six more, I feel like. And, and then that's before we get to the bastards. I want, yeah, I, want a, I want a bastard blacksmith Kennedy who's been Toiling and he's covered in soot and he made, like, wanna, a, he made like a helmet i want to i want to wipe his face down and say he you you're a kennedy you say, and i want to take him up to the big strong. castle yeah the seat is strong anyways that's i'm i'm saving myself for the bastard kennedy yeah that's fair but my point is that he had the kennedy juice and then started talking and everyone was like oh he doesn't have the Kennedy juice, it turns out. But then there's this small faction, like you said, online people who are like, he said the one thing that I like, and he's a Kennedy. He's the best guy in the world. There's like a roving band of 20,000 people in this country <laughs> that go to every single video of his and like make it seem like he has an army. It's they're very dedicated. Like if if only they, we could channel their their energy into something good, uh, like 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 positive gaming. Like if 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 we could get them out of these these gamer racist Call of Duty Black Ops lobbies and, and get get his followers into like a Pikmin 4 lobby. Get his, get his get his people playing freaking Heroes of Might and Magic, a game about building something, building something, about something creating wholesome. something. Let's get him um, to play Atelier uh, Atelier Ryza Three. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's get uh, what's the is that the Witch Potion game? Yeah, yeah, sort of. Yeah. They listen. They love science. They love all this alchemy shit. You know, back in the day, they'd be talking about turning shit into gold all the time. Yeah. Uh, so let's get them Atelier Witch Potion games. Let's get them some. They need these. These people are just in the wrong lobby. They're in FPS shooter lobbies, and they're they're making fools of themselves. They should be in survival crafting lobbies because what these people love to do is they love crafting. They love they they love building their own you know their their things with their own yeah. hands. And honestly, there's that's even I think more that's that's like actually very resonant in the sense that like. They also love to like build their own little story about the world. And like, that's yes. what those crafting games are all about is like, yes, they just put you in a place. Then you're like, here's what's happening. And those people can sit around, they'll like find a, they'll find like a bone and be like, I see Jewish people were here and they ate mm-hmm. these guys. That's right. It's the most, it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's actually, that's actually what rust is about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So that's uh, that's how we feel, I guess. That's our takedown. And and if anything, not our takedown, but our punch up and our full <laughs> full support. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to help. We're trying to help him do a better job. <laughs> he's uh, he's a real piece of shit. Um, yeah. So he also is a, uh, such a weird looking man. It's so funny that people are like, look at this handsome president. And it's like, what are you talking about? This is a strange looking guy. Well, this is a guy. Well, he's got he's got the body of Crash Bandicoot. 
<laughs> he, he's like short. He's got the puffed out chest. He's um, he's he's definitely got a body that you know. While you may not be interested in, you know, there's some older lady freaks who are yeah. very into a Crash Bandicoot style body. He's got craggy features, which is like a thing that I've only like. I never really thought about except for like it comes up in fantasy novels mm-hmm. where people are mm-hmm. like where people are like, oh, the old knight. And he smiled and his craggy features lit up for but a moment. That's a great that's a great description of him. Yeah, it's um, he definitely looks like he's from a different time when he's like in a suit. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah it, this they put this weird old knight in a suit. They put this weird old knight in a suit and they said, OK, let's let's make it happen. Uh, let's see what this guy can do. Let's and uh, yeah. The answer and is uh, just like be win, a total win, win, no weirdo. matter what. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. Every time his hands go up and they stay there is the thing about him. <laughs> um. Fuck. Uh. What else? I, what else did I send you on Twitter? Let's see. What, let's oh, go we should look at we the gotta list. talk about we gotta talk about one thing. We okay. Talk about uh. Yum, ice cream, good. Yum, okay, yum, ice good. cream, yeah, ice okay. cream, good. Gang, 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 ice Griffin, cream, good. good. I, ha- I have to tell you about this. Please um, tell me. T- tell me a fable. I feel like I could write an entire book of essays. Okay. Um, just well, books, like books are obsolete. This is the only content now. Yeah. Well, that's that's why I've been waiting. Well, because it's like the intersection of so many of my weird philosophy interests, but manifested like the dumbest, weirdest way possible. Okay. We'll try to make this not super, super boring. Well, it's just like, it's all the shit, right? It's all like the philosophy of like, Oh, society is a simulation. We're building ourselves in the image of like made up things that don't exist. And we're hollowing out all of our behaviors, but also like capitalism has reduced everyone to like doing all these weird performances. And then it's like, oh, there's all these ideas of like what power is in this relationship. Is it the person who makes her eat the cherry or is it that she can tell them that they can only ever make her eat cherries? What is power here? There's like so much stuff going on with this thing, but also it's like various ladies being like, yeah, Yum. Cherries, mmm. Roses, mmm. Oh, too spicy. Like <laughs> it's so it's this very weird thing where it's this collision of like it has. You explain what we, I think we have to explain what it is a little bit more. I, th- yeah, I thought okay, you were going to give it a little more preface before you broke down the philosophical so, okay, nature. So what? It, what it, well, that's because that's all I've been fucking thinking about for like three days. Um. So what these are are TikTok live streamers who put in overlays where you can like pay various credits to like feet like make them eat like have like a cherry pop up on screen or a it's rose. called be, it's called like npc tiktok so essentially yeah. they're like pretending to be npcs that you can like control like a video game character and they're in each like reaction that you pay for is kind of like a static reaction and they do them in fast succession so it seems almost like robotic and really does look like you're looking at like a video game character performing commands as opposed to like a streamer repeating commands i think that's what it is like yeah that's a well that's well explained it is mechanically insanely impressive Yeah, and it definitely seems like it seems so mechanically impressive and exhausting that 
I don't think there's a lot of fear of like everyone having to recreate this. It does seem to be like someone who can like do a six backflips on a motorcycle. It's like, that's impressive. People are going to pay to see that. But is that going to be what everyone makes from now on? Probably not. Yeah, I don't think there's a chance that this becomes like a normalized thing just because it seems so fucking hard to do. Right. Um, I think that's totally correct. But it, it is this like insane intersection of like what digital culture and like power and performance have like turned into in this way where like if it were a weird bit, it would be like you should put the shit in a fucking like the biggest museum imaginable. Um, but it's not a weird bit. It's like a sincere pursuit of like an, an aesthetic in a weird way. I mean, it's just a way to to, to make money. Yeah, but it's also a way and, to make big time money. And yeah, I think about it this way too. It's like, what is what's the difference between this and like someone who's like performing uh, music on a subway platform in New York? Like, uh, you know, at the end of the day, like, or for instance, like someone. Let's make it even more specific because it's got to be user specific. Someone who does those faces draws your face in the park or whatever, you know, yeah, no, they're doing, I, I there's some artistic expression to it, but it's for money. And it's like, I don't know, like it, it doesn't seem to be like that far off from that. I don't think it is category. I think you're right. I don't think it is like categorically distinct from those things. I think that what's fascinating about it to me is the specific aesthetic and performative nature of it, that there's like, the actual thing they're doing is very different than that in terms of literally what they're doing, but mm -hmm. not in terms of like what kind of thing they're doing. I mean, you're totally right though. Like categorically, it's like very much the same as any other like sort of fly by night performance thing. But it's mm -hmm. just sort of like the idea that like the idea that there's lot human people pretending to be the things that are generated by a computer and behaving that way super mechanically as a performance is a very weird and interesting thing to me. Yeah. Um, but it is also very funny. <laughs> um, so I just sent you a tweet like the, the, like there's a lot of people who are trying to like make this a showcase of like how society and civilization is falling or whatever. Like this guy, Jason, who is just like an insufferable Elon, like acolyte, just like every day, just crying and bitching about different tech bullshit um he says 50 years of relentless innovation to end up here heartbreaking heartbreak emoji and it's, it's like funny is this really heartbreaking like I, these 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 guys are like adult fucking babies yeah well it's it's especially funny to say that because like the degree to which that is true is that like Relentless innovation has like forced people to make up ways to get money because it's destroyed most of the jobs and most people's access to resources. Um, it's not like this is this is like undermining some noble pursuit. It's just like the inevitable outcome of like the fact that uh, technology's broken everything. Um, but he that's not what he's talking about. He's like, but I don't even think anything is wrong here. I don't think anything's broken. Like, I don't think, I think, I don't I think, think the thing that's even an overstatement. Well, I don't think the thing itself is wrong, but like there's it. It is definitely the result of economic conditions that lots of people are that people are doing this and, and are making their money this way in a way that like they might still happen in a world where everyone had access to a basic income. I'm is not this worse than a desk job. Like, I just don't see that for this. Like, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I like, this this might be better. It just seems exhausting. Well, maybe, but like she might do it for like an hour, uh, two hours or something. Like, uh, you know, it, it's it's like for me, there are examples of technology making certain things worse. Like, for instance, there's been a lot of stories about like these cert, these like sl- like sweatshops for AI technology where there's yeah. like actual human labor in like d- different like countries and these big warehouses like personally humans tagging images and tagging details for artificial intelligence to learn from um and that's like a way that to, like people's lives like are definitely the, like being made worse by technology the but all the self-driving cars are like monitored by labs in like bombay where like if the self-driving backfires someone just takes over and drives it Right. There's like these guys who get paid basically nothing to like sit in front of a screen with a joystick until a huge problem happens. So, I, I mean, but I, this one doesn't read like that to me, like at all. If anything, it's like the reason that guys like this are getting upset about it is because it's like slightly only fans coded in that like a woman is making money on the Internet uh to because she's cute and like that alone like using your sexuality and and being cute online is like repugnant and and should only be like owned by like your boyfriend yeah i don't think there's i think you're totally right i think that's their moral problem with it i don't think there is like a core moral problem with it i think it's more aesthetically fascinating than this i think it's more of an aesthetically interesting thing than a morally interesting thing because it just seems like in a world where everyone has to get money because there's very few ways to do that. People are just going to do stuff. Um, and that's just like what happens. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like a fascinating thing that this is the, this is the type of thing that is working. Um, and that's like a whole different kind of question. And certainly not one that Jason blue check Mark all in is thinking about <laughs> or at any of these people. Cause I think you're right that the majority of these things are just like, Oh, you're saying that a woman's using technology to get money. By being a little silly on the internet. I think that's the core thing that irks them. Uh, yeah, I think, that, I think you're right. I think you're right. That is like the main thing like, about which they are mad. If, if, if it was like a bro who was like, like, oh, football, oh, like soccer, like they'd be like, this is, He's this like, is, oh, football, young. <laughs> oh, maybe, baseball, too spicy. I don't, they, they'd be like, eh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, they'd Baseball. be like too spicy. Yeah. yeah, they'd be like, "Who is this freak?" But they would not. You're absolutely right that there would not be the same scale of of thing. Especially, I think part of what I mean this is the this is the philosophy brain thing. But like in a Zizeki way, like I think part of what makes them mad is that the whole thing is like a performance of seeding power to your audience. Like the audience is telling you what to do. But like the lady who circumscribes what they can and cannot ask her to do is the one who like actually controls the dynamic of the thing. Um, and they hate that. They hate they hate the idea of that, that that power dynamic is like kind of inver- implicitly inverted by the structure. That's the sort of thing that a Jason would be so mad about, even if not consciously, but like just like <laughs> that it exists. You mentioned blue check. Do you think these blue check guys are actually making money now? Do you see this whole thing? Um, I saw that oh. I saw that they released a list of how the, of the blue check the money the blue check guys are making. They're like, yeah, like like they're like, oh, like you get paid to post on Twitter now, but you have to pay to get Twitter blue in order to start making money. And it only uh, it only counts towards your thing if it's the like the only numbers that matter are verified numbers. 
So like <laughs> if you or I watched or clicked on their stuff, they wouldn't get anything. That's that's like doesn't make sense on an ad value at all. It's a it's a literally a MLM. Is, oh, really? Is that well, is, it, is it on purpose that it doesn't work? I don't think it's an on purpose MLM. I think it's just that he they trick themselves into inventing. They trick themselves into inventing one. That's the thing is like, is there not a single person in the room at this point? Like it doesn't feel that way because like it's right because it is a multiple marketing scheme. It's where like oh you have a blue check mark and then you convince your friends to get blue check marks because then if your friends watch your stuff then you get more money. But they only count if they have blue check mark. So like it's fully a pyramid scheme structure and it's very dumb. Yeah, it's like you just never see stuff like this in business because at the end of the day, when there's that much money on the line, there's at least a few adults in the room that are like, how do we keep all the money? <laughs> and and there just doesn't seem to be here. And it's, it's just really fascinating. I, I love it. it. It does feel, I mean, actions like this, doing MLM, having the site just like, all of a sudden be shut off due to data rates, mysteries. Like it feels, it does feel like pirate radio for the first time. Uh, it feels like we are the true rock stars and we're out, we're out in the open seas. Yeah. That's, that's how seem, that seems like an accurate description of the thing that's happening is the first rock stars out on the open seas. <laughs> yeah. It's punk. It's punk to be literally, fu- you know, fuck threads. I'm sorry. Threads is not going to happen. Everyone, everyone was like, I've, I've decided actually that the apps now are the apps and it's, it's all about hostile takeovers. So like people would still use Twitter if like Zuckerberg, like kit, like lop, like decapitated Elon and then like bought Twitter. Everyone would be like, that's, that's insane. And all the, all the rhydoids would be like, this platform has completely collapsed. And then they would be on every next day, just whining and complaining still. I think people psychologically don't want to go to a new app. Like the threads thing, everyone downloaded it because everyone already has a Facebook and an Instagram. And it was a one click creation like link. But like, the numbers of people like returning to the app and actually posting on the app are very low, very low. And and so I just think, I think it's all about hostile takeovers. Yeah. And I think that's about right. Um, I mean, threads like instantly, uh, like basically instantly like had like the same. So we were just talking about how like game numbers basically drop every time. Um, a new game comes out because of like people just who are going to play it, just buy it right away. You know, we were Mm -hmm. like, we talked about that earlier. This is like, that's happening to threads, but with threads, uh, that's not like, that's not what you want from social media. Actually. Uh, you kind of need people that you kind of need that number to keep going up. And yeah. threads and threads like super didn't. I mean, I I just think it's also it's just so hard now to get like another app in people's rotations because when I think about it, I was like I downloaded Threads, but it is like four pages back in my phone, so I like rarely page back to it. And like I'm sure like I just didn't drag it up to the front, and I'm sure a lot of people haven't. You know, so that alone kills you. You know, it's just like there's so many things that 
about these apps that start to feel very more actually anchored into the ground of the internet than we think they are. Um, and I think it's because like, once you grow that, that sort of habitual use nature of it, um, it, people will kind of stick around until it like literally doesn't work anymore. And even when it literally doesn't work anymore, they still stay. So like the, the idea that like Twitter will hit a point of like, it gets so bad that people finally leave. We've literally gotten to the point where the app just stops working like, and people are still all here. So what does that mean? Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, that is like the whole thing, right? Is people are just like, I think you're right that there's a lot less. um, I don't want to say respect is the wrong word, but like, I'll say it. I Elon respect. Yeah. A lot of Elon respect. Yeah. There's, um, there's just like, uh, yeah, it's it is that the people just don't seem to embrace or like understand the fact that basically every like that these things are geography now, like this is just how the world is shaped. Yeah. And I think and, the only way you get people to really move is you actually have to offer something new. It can't just be the, in like these blue skies and these threads that are basically just Twitter with like a different owner and like less users. Like that's just never going to draw people enough. What ha- they yeah. have to be, like it, the next app will just have to offer a new thing that the other apps just haven't done before that people want to do all the time. Maybe we just can't foresee what that is yet with technology, but that to me is like the next one. And I think everyone else just kind of has to sit. Yeah. And you already see that with blue sky kind of, cause I kind of like blue sky just cause it's like, Oh, it's like Twitter, but I was able to like <clears throat> re reconstruct my th- like following list to be more curated because I sort of like came into it with more of like a clear vision of what I like out of that stuff. And so that's nice. But it's not materially different. It's not going to grow in the same way. And even on blue sky, you're getting people being like, why doesn't this have all the features and technology that I crave? And it's like, cause it's like six dudes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it's not growing or of a size to support the kind of infrastructure that Twitter has, which enables Twitter for better or worse to do all kinds of weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, should we take a break yeah. and then come back to talk about some video game shit? Yeah, we should do what Twitter can't serve an ad. Hey. It's like that's that you try to do what she does for 30 seconds and you'll realize why you should be paying her. Yeah. Wait, let me I'll send you the one that I've been reacting to because I've seen the one I've only recently seen the one that I think a lot of other people were watching. I like I like bubbles. Yeah, I've only I think the one the gang gang one I came to late. This is the one I'll send you on Twitter. This is the one that I've been seeing. I think RFK should do this to 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 move the news along. Oh yeah. No spicy. I don't like this one. I, I don't like, like this, this one. one. It's so weird. <laughs> I don't like this one because because this one has yeah, the voices the voice goes through too many like golem like moments. She goes golem a little yeah, too that's much what for I my like taste. I, I mean, you know, you know, I love me a golem is the thing. So this, also, this, her, her seems like a full body workout. She's like fucking r- flying around. But then I don't yeah. what, I, what I don't understand about hers is 
at some point, a full-blown space whale appears. And I'm like, is that part of the TikTok? Was that put on in post? Like, does TikTok just have, like, space whale? Because like, it looked very crazy. Yeah, hers has, like, hers has all sorts of crazy shit. Yeah, it was like a full-blown portal opened and a whale came out of it. And she was like... <laughs> yeah, the galaxy where she goes, oh, is so, so crazy. <laughs> See, how could how could anyone be mad at this? Like, there's so many more better cases of like online creators that are doing something like the, the YouTube pranksters are far more depraved than whatever this is. Anyways, gang, gang. Um, Anyways, gang, gang. And also, the, this is this is honestly bad. Creators like this are really bad for the WGA SAG strike because people are realizing that there's a new form of entertainment that's far more powerful. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that... Um, no, I mean, obviously, you know, there's, I, I, there's, I a materi- there's a material truth to that in the sense that studios are just going to start to reach out to weird TikTok, Instagram creators and be like, hey, come make a TV show. Um, That's like inevitable. But I, I, I heard that like they were going to give SAG waivers to indie films now. Oh, wow. They're Everything. Getting- Everything's going des- yeah. desperado. <laughs> it's getting it's getting Robert Rodriguez desperado in here. What was what was the movie called? De- desperado is the movie. I don't think that's. I think he's El Mariachi. I don't no, think he no, made. But I don't but think it, he made Desperado. Did he? But I think there's a. Yeah, he did. There's a movie called Desperado, and it, oh, it is, it is, yeah, oh yeah it is. Uh, that's the El Mariachi movie. I for a second I was about to be absolutely yum yummed by our audience by our massive platform our massive platform would have been like ooh too spicy too spicy <laughs> <laughs> uh i i do i wanted to talk about two things but i don't think we have time for both so we get to choose right now we can either talk about sound of freedom or we can talk about final fantasy 16 Neither of us have beat Final Fantasy 16 yet, right? I'm so close. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm I'm cl- I'm close as well. Well, the thing about it though is like the only part of the game that I like are the side quests, so I'm doing all of them. Uh, I'm I'm also doing all of them, but I also like a lot of other parts of the game, as discussed last week. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I, there are parts of the game I like. I'm being harsh, but um, yeah, the side quests just continue to be just little great little story vignettes like there there's rarely like a a lot to them mechanically but i i just they they do the job of like fleshing out the world in non-corny ways and like all of it makes sense which i can't say for the main quest narrative so it's It's just it's it's, it's refreshing it's frustrating in this way where like you'll get a side quest that has like 12 total lines of dialogue and then some action and like it'll define the parameters of like relationships and characters so clearly and in such interesting ways and then you'll get a main story cutscene that's 19 minutes long and you'll be like (laughs) i didn't learn anything (laughs) oh my god yeah there's just like scene on the beach between like jill and clive oh my god (laughs) 20 minutes long and i'm just like i'm sorry jill fans you're lying to yourselves you choose choose better heroes that seems so funny because like they like 
do all this like romantic teasing stuff that's like way longer than it needs to be because there's also been a whole game that was kind of telegraphing this anyways. And then they decide to do this like I think pretty interesting and cool metaphor, like sexual metaphor thing with the icon. But then they're like, and then also they fuck. Like, <laughs> like they just keep <laughs> They do a hundred things to all make the same point over and over again. Like no, every single one of the beats in that scene is just being like, these people want you and will fuck. And then every single thing, it just keeps iterating that over and over and over again. It was really bad. Um, yeah, I just like, it's like, it is, it does feel just like watching fucking paint dry and like the narrative of like this guy just like being like in the, the character is really, he has all of these actual real world reasons to like be and feel motivated in the story, but he ends up feeling really unmotivated because all he ends up doing is just like following exactly what the bad guy wants to do, which is consume all the primals into himself. And there's like never any attempt to like reckon with that or stop that. And it's just so inert in that way which is just it's very bizarre game very bizarre game someone said it best on twitter where they're like it felt like the writers really had something they wanted to say hard from their chest but they only had like an hour to turn it in yeah i think that's kind of right like i mean it's making a bunch of pretty good claims about the world like in the zoomed out sense where it's like there are social systems that keep people oppressed and in place and at their own expense, they propagate systems that hurt them and the, and we're consuming all the resources and that's bad, which are all like true things that are good to talk about. Um, but man, oh man, but all, that, really all, that, all that gets washed away uh, because the real reasons the bad things are happening are more like abstract fantasy elements that don't have a lot to do with those social systems. Like no, you they, can make the little arguments for them. They're like in parallel, but you can make kind of arguments for some of them, but they feel so detached from like the Game of Thrones, st like uh, like medieval status of the kingdoms. There's like just this. Oh, yeah. Additionally, it's actually all because of this weird guy. <laughs> yeah um, he is a weird guy um yeah but i think i think we can i think we can both probably beat we'll both probably end up beating it by next week so we can do a deeper dive on what the game is doing after that yeah that's fair i think uh, that's so let's fair. talk about let's talk about america's favorite movie yeah i i'm gonna i actually haven't seen it yet have you no i haven't but i have seen the libs of tiktok video where they were yeah. like where they were like a sold out online but no one's here what's the conspiracy how are they stopping us and it's like <laughs> so it's a little like, bit are of, you fucking kidding me a little bit of preface for this one for people who don't know uh a film uh, uh about child trafficking um and it was it's like an indie movie there's definitely some like uh right-wing actors behind it um but you know it seemed to have really struck some chords with uh you know the right-wing community at large um and it's about a guy who basically it's a based on a true story of a very weird man and he pretends to be a child trafficker he's basically like a white hat child trafficker so he pretends to be a child trafficker in order to save kids um and people love it and it's made almost as much money as the indiana jones movie 
in theaters. It's had a huge box office and conservatives are discovering for the very first time and then posting it on social media that movie theaters are not run very well. <laughs> They're oh, discovering okay, so that yeah, movie that theaters... Part, there's that part too, which is going to get into. So, yeah. So, I mean, like you, you said up top, like how there's like no one in the theater and stuff. People are post making all sorts of videos about how, oh my God, like the they kept the AC on way too cold. It was freezing in my theater. Or, oh, this theater, they left the lights on during the whole movie. Something's fishy. They don't want conservatives to see this film. There's like a big liberal conspiracy to make the theatrical experience bad. Yeah, so... That's very funny that they are conflating um, what I would refer to as every other uh, AMC. Every, <laughs> yeah, is that every AMC is run by like four teenagers who just want to go to bed. Yeah, I mean, the, the, here's the trade-off you, you really make. You either have your your big box places like your AMCs where every other screen is going to have like the lights on halfway through the screening. The sound is going to be too loud or most times too quiet. Um, and and yeah, there's going to be like a weird crop on, on it for some reason where, like, where they, didn't, they didn't exactly position the projector right. Um, or you get on the other end where you have, you know, your Alamo Draft House, which is annoying in a whole different way because you have to walk by like a bar that has like stupid cocktail names and they have to do a whole song and dance at the top and 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 that's that's it's a whole it's it's basically fascist movie going is what's happening over there it's too many rules but then not enough rules at the amc so you really you have to find that goldilocks zone which is that that theater that that you know is going to run things the right way and then that's you know it's a needle in a haystack yeah, absolutely. And it's and there's so this is two takes two kind of components that I think are really funny. The first is, as you say, they're discovering that most movie theaters are run by people who just want to go to bed and are not do not care about your movie going experience. Or people who are um, never slept before in their lives, yeah. the walking dead. Um and then two is that what I thought was funny the lives of TikTok one and a lot of these is that what they're really showing everyone is that um, the success of this movie is a largely AstroTurf campaign the same way that like Don Jr.'s memoir getting on the New York Times bestseller list was. Where, oh, like, so you don't think that they made that much in t- ticket sales? No, they, they I mean, they made that much money, but it was just like one person would like buy a shitload of them to show the world that this this movie matters in box office sense but no one's actually going to see the movie because uh no one wants to actually see this movie but a bunch of freaks are just buying a ton of tickets to like quote unquote show their support so no one's actually going to the movie right because the movie from what i do here is pretty boring uh so you know it, it doing 40 million out the gates you got to think you know there's a at least 5 million of that you know maybe maybe 35 million who knows um but you know i think it's um i think it's great and i think we sh- i think billionaires should save more movies i think billionaires should get in there i think they should be i think they should be pumping up dial of destiny i think we should be cranking the dial for that i think soros should get involved um, and get, you know, little Miss Kraken out there. Uh, and yeah. someone save Ruby. What's her name? Teenage, whatever. Ruby, teenage Gilman Crackman. And then uh, what about that? That bat woman 
movie that got scrapped. Let's get the Batwoman movie. Let's get Soros to let's get Soros and Pfizer to re-release the Batman movie. And it's sort of a forced, it's a forced viewing where if you don't, if you don't submit to the IRS uh, a ticket stub to the film, you you get taxed. There is you get hit. You get hit at the end of the year. We we we're taking we're taking somewhere between four to six hundred dollars out of your taxes if you don't see the film. If you do see the film, that's great. You you get actually you get some social you get you get some TikTok coins for some yum yums. Yeah, I mean that's that's how we should reward the the people. But this is like this is hilariously just a thing the American conservative movement does all the time is be like a big conservative cultural piece is coming out. Right. And we're, and we're going to show that regular Americans like it by having not regular Americans, but like the total freaks with a lot of money and an obsession with this shit, spend a fuckload of money on it to make it look like people like it. Um, they, they just are bad at talent curation. Cause you got to think there's actually successful or at least technically and narratively talented conservative filmmakers out there in the world. Maybe they're not in America. Maybe they've gone too fat from being online rhydoids. Maybe we need like some Italian fascist filmmaking or something. I don't know. Like you got to think there's some rhydoids on planet Earth that know how to hold a camera and tell a story. And I think you just got to find those guys. You got to you got to scout the talent better. Yeah, I mean, the Italian fascist movie tradition, unironically, pretty good. Right. So that's the big problem here. I think I think people you you see a lot of these movies and it feels like you're watching a Twitter thread and and they they don't do that to you in Italy because because the Internet isn't that good there. Yeah, that's the biggest problem is Italy. Italy is able to maintain or not the biggest problem, the biggest advantage Italy has. It's it's an advantage. It's 100 percent an advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Their their Internet's bad. So they really have to focus on doing things, you know, the the right way. They have they they still have dial up uh, over there. And it sounds like a. (laughs) Yeah. Their dial up sound is like beep, whir, beep, whir. It's a party there. It's a it's a it's a it's a sound for celebration over there yeah it's um it's a beautiful thing um but yeah so the sound of freedom we haven't seen it but it's this is one of the dumber things that's happened in a while actually that dial-up was the sound of freedom i'm pretty sure that's so true yeah damn you're so right (laughs) italian dial-up it's profoundly stupid the whole situation which is um makes it a perfect thing to happen because every time anything happens it's the dumbest shit in the world i want to just go into one of the theaters like on a tiktok live and just be like um so i'm in the theater for sound of freedom and i shit my pants okay (laughs) um i this it's not my fault it's the theater did this at amc but i do think uh if if there if there was a you know, if there was a horseshoe that me as a leftist and, and they as a conservative could 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 find together, it would be that we need to tighten up these movie theaters. We need to get the lights off early. I don't there shouldn't be lights in a movie theater. I I, I remember in the like it should be that there's dim lights until trailers start. And then lights should just go down. But often now lights are on for the whole trailer section. I know that's the that's the problem. And it's like they're 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 endorsing the behavior of the late attendees. Unacceptable. Yeah, unacceptable. Scumbag shit. 
Um, there shouldn't be any lights. You should you should be blindfolded as you enter guided to your seat by a tiny little guy. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I think I I just, I hate, it's like going to a movie now is like standing on the surface of the sun. Yeah. Cause it's burning hot and blindingly bright. And also now that, now that I'm on my high horse here, what is up with these fancy movie chair recliner things? I don't need any of that. I hate it. There's like a mile in front of you. You see everybody yeah. these? Uh, give me a traditional. If you if you you go to a theater to be around to be in a crowd, a quiet crowd, not a loud crowd, quiet crowd. But when I'm in these like stadium seats, there's like a yard of concrete in front of me. I guess there's seats somewhere off in the distance. I don't like that. Yeah, no, me neither. It's it's crazy. I just want to sit in a comfy chair that just sits kind of straight, maybe leans a little bit. Yeah, but not all the cup. way back. I'm not trying to fall yeah. asleep. No, for sure. It has a cup holder. Um, and then I get to watch the damn movie. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, I think we've, I think we've regret. I think if you want to, at Jason, if you want to look at technology over the last 50 years, that's somewhere that you could be tweeting about. Yeah. You know, uh, this is probably last thought before I hit that, but you know what you should do? You should go to a movie theater, have a TikTok filter on your phone and just do a TikTok live and just be like watching Ruby Gilman, teenage cracking and being like, mm, yum, mm, good, yum, yum, cracking, yum. Yeah, I mean, you would be allowed to do that because you would be the only person in that theater. Um, and yeah. the lighting would be good because the lights would be because on they the would whole keep time. them on the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, folks, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, we'll see you next week, uh, unless either of us are busy, tired, or just don't want to do it. It's usually a combination of the first two. Yeah, it's it's always the folks. It's always the first two. Yeah, we like doing it. It's fun to hang out with our friends. The problem is we both have jobs and also are sleepy guys. Okay, we'll see you next week. All right, later, friends.